there was so much time that I had to dedicate to watching Degrassi <laughs> that I didn't get to do the bit that I was wondering. And, yeah, that me and Ian both <laughs> thought of independently, and Ian suggested that I do because it wouldn't be his brand or pretend to have watched Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, but, <laughs> but in order to do it realistically, I would have had to. I wanted to watch an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation and just yeah. start talking about it. <laughs> but you've spent but, the last four days watching Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, I spent. I've watched so much Degrassi so along much. with just like adjusting to my fucking house and stuff. Uh, can I can I say upfront? For the listeners, the format of the oh. episodes that we watched. I mean, the format of Degrassi itself is so fascinating, not just the what, of what we watched. So. so, I mean, we have these rules about which episodes are the ones that we're supposed to watch. I think it, because it it, it, if it aired on the same night, then it counts as one episode. The way the way I always imagine it is it's like we tuned in for the very first episode and then and X amount the of years later, yeah, yeah, on the night that it aired, and then X amount of years later, with no other knowledge, we yeah. tune in for the last one. Right. So the first episode, <laughs> quote unquote, episode is actually two episodes, and the last quote unquote episode <laughs> is four episodes. <laughs> and also, so we watched a fucking ton of Degrassi: The Next Generation. We watched a TV movie and a two-part. Like they're only yeah. twenty-one minute episodes, but yeah. it, we it's watched fine. as much as we watched of The Wire. It's fine yeah. that they're only 21. That was still... You say that like that's It felt like, so short compared to The Wire. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I... The exact this opposite Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Exact opposite. <laughs> the, wire, the Wire felt shorter to me. It's so interminable. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I paused and had to, like, walk away from <laughs> Degrassi? That's how I, I... The Wire was just like, I am... I've never been less engaged with a piece of media. Yeah, it was like it was like a trance. It was like some sort of weird. No, that's trance what you said about Babylon engaged. Five. You can't just say that every week. <laughs> I know that I, you were more keeps, engaged the wire than We that. keep topping I, my least engaged. I was more engaged with Rescue Me in the shower than I was watching the wire. I repeatedly had the body language of a guy who just got hit in the balls with a baseball <laughs> while watching the show. Went, oh! like, I, just, I, I, I looked away like from the screen a couple times. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> my hand, like standing up, but my hands were on my knees, and I was just like, <sighs> just let me breathe. Come on, this was good. I, I, we were trying, I don't know that it was good, but I, come on. Alex this and I were hard. trying to watch it. We were trying to watch it together virtually, which was a pain because um, oh. on Prime, it's actually IMDb TV, which has ads. And it turns out the ad you breaks and- aren't, the ad break time isn't all uniform. So like I'd get a 30 second ad and she'd get a 60 second ad and then uh. I'd be ahead of her on the show. And it's like, you're synced. We got through it, but it took us like probably three hours or so to actually get through <laughs> all of this Degrassi. <laughs> that was my yeah, Wednesday night. I was night. watching Degrassi I'm- till 3 a.m. last night. At some point, I also paused to watch the last two minutes of the Hawk Sixers game. Like, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I I'm kept so walking sad away that from... I missed that. I'm so sad that I missed that because I, you know, was asleep. Well, you weren't asleep for this tonight, Stephen, because it's it's as you know, evening edition, after hours. Hey yo, after hey, hours. It's the podcast that covers the first and last episodes of television shows, and sometimes that means covering the the first and last last um weird finale movie edition of canadian uh, broadcasting like we did tonight with uh degrassi the next generation a show that appears to have broken my brain i'm ian benson (laughs) it's done a number on me i think so much less of every canadian now other than (laughs) steve nash 
Uh, I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, Matsiani. What's up? Travis Marmon. How are you doing? You guys want to go home and listen to some Sloan records after this? And Stephen Dunn. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> Wait, you did the Canadian well, voice to say Canadian. you don't, Yeah, you did the Canadian voice to know his second most prominent, uh, you know, Canadian-only band. The, the Canadian Michael Stanley, if you will. Sloan? Yes. Sloan. Of course, after... behind the Tragically Hip. What about like hip? Celine Dion or like Celine Dion is famous by. outside of Canada? Yes, I said I yeah. said Canada. Canadian only. famous. Oh, Can, you only hear if you have CanCon, like I grew up with. What is CanCon, Travis? So let's do that right. I mean, we're now. just going straight into like why I picked Degrassi and like my thoughts on like what like beyond just what we talked That's about before, Canada where like I was told about how insane is it a, Degrassi is. Is it a Canada convention? Is no. So it's short for Canadian content. So I grew up. Uh, as our listeners may or may not know, I'm from the Detroit area where we get radio stations from Windsor, Ontario. And uh, Canada has, or like their equivalent of FCC has like a law that 10% of, or at least 10% of all of their radio content needs to be by Canadians, like Canadian artists get played. So when I grew up, my local stations, I heard the Tragically Hip. I heard more Our Lady Peace than stations? anyone else that I know. Uh, like, Shit like that would just get played all the time. And part of what interested me about Degrassi and what interested me about Canadian television and, like, stuff that just didn't hit outside of... Like, because obviously there's a lot of, like, Canadian actors that we all know and love and Canadian bands that made it big worldwide or whatever. But, like, stuff that's just... This is really only a thing in Canada just feels slightly off. There's something wrong with it that yeah. I can't quite place that's, yeah. like, weird. Uh, yeah. And... and Degrassi, I feel like, turned out to be another example of that. Um, but, like, it's also... I referenced a few episodes ago. I don't remember which but one. But this wasn't was just like, Canada. A lot of people watched Degrassi. Well, this did air on Noggin and, like, Nick at Night yeah. and stuff. But, like, its cultural it's, impact it's is so much bigger in Canada. By than Canada, here. for Canada. And, yes. God damn it, I wish it stayed that way. <laughs> it has... Yeah. We gotta it's watch Heartland. Build the fucking wall We gotta watch north. Heartland. I do agree with you that that so I've been playing uh, uh, like up until like 20 minutes ago I was playing the new PlayStation 5 game uh, Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart where you just basically go into alternate universes and there's a lot of like look at how alike it is but yet different and that isn't fully how I felt watching this show where it was yeah. like are these people famous well am that's I supposed how I to know when Canadian who they actors are? show up in CW shows like that's I I was wondering the degree of uncanny this was going to be because when Canadian actors show up in like Riverdale and Vampire Diaries and stuff like that I'm like this person isn't hot and isn't famous but is so <laughs> close to that line on both of those things that I'm like are they like AI generated but the answer every time is that they're Canadian Right, they feel like the Spotify like generated artists or whatever that are in the playlist that like no one's ever listened to. I was confounded by this show, Degrassi: The Next Generation, and then which... eventually just Degrassi. Okay, so, okay, so, the Degrassi. The part why I picked. The, do you want? Can I take lead on this, or hey, do you man, got it? Down yeah, dude, you got if if you have it. Usually MC. So yeah, Degrassi, no, I have it, but if you got it, go for it. Degrassi as a franchise goes back to 1979 
as a media property. Like it was part of something else. It wasn't originally called Degrassi, but like when it started oh. in the eighties, they had Travis, if you've got it, go for it. Travis, Sorry. Immediately but off in the eighties. They have Degrassi junior high and Degrassi high. And for, uh, just for the record, the first thing was Degrassi or the kids of Degrassi, kids of Degrassi. Yeah. which the very first, it was like a 20 minute short movie that aired in 1979. That was an adaptation of a book for children that had to deal with cats, but like some school teacher was just like, I don't know, I think we should do this. And because it's Canada, I guess that letter must have made it to the prime minister or some shit. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, Justin, let's go make this Pierre TV Trudeau show. was like, this Wait, is so, required. So forever. the 20 minute short had no pedophilia? Hopefully not. There's only cats on this show. I don't know. I uh, just feel like, I don't know what Degrassi is without like copious amounts of pedophilia. Yeah. But it spins off eventually into the series Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, which take place at a fictional school called Degrassi, which is on, which I believe is a famous street in Toronto. So the two Degrassi series, they end in the early 90s. And then they do this reboot in 2001 called Degrassi The Next Generation. Yes, either. reboot would Correct not me. be the word I would use. Whatever the this weird, it's just a this continuation. It's this a continuation. Degrassi: The Next Generation, which has, as we meet in the first episode, several people that were from Degrassi <laughs> Junior High who were in the class of '91. Yeah, uh, it was very parents. clear that we were supposed to care about these people and or their relationships their with each other. I, yeah. yeah, it was like weirdly like this is a show that's aimed at middle schoolers, but is also trying to be, be like for their parents. I was like, Maybe is, this, watched this? is this further? I must have been, but yeah. it wasn't really far enough apart to be for their parents, which is what's weird. It's not like this Rugrats right. reboot that's out now, where it's like, okay, Rugrats ended like almost twenty years ago now. This is ten. Is there years a Rugrats later. reboot? Yes. All of uh, my all of my mental uh, you know attention has been held by the iCarly reboot, which genuinely <laughs> seems to be audacious. In the fact right. that you're like, yeah, everyone aged. Yeah. Someone's going to fuck on the iCarly this reboot. Is, this obviously has to take place at the school. And then Degrassi the Next Generation. So Degrassi the Next Generation starts in 2001. Starting in season 10, they <laughs> switch to a soap opera format during the summers and have there be five episodes a week of this shit. What? And yes. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> they they yeah. start doing that in <laughs> yeah. season 10. Fuck. They do five Dude. one every day. Okay. I was saying I want to <laughs> do like Because the kids are home from school. Shows. Where like we, but this is where, still like, the same one of us show. could like go in and like follow up go on in some insane information that we got during a previous episode while we were recording. I want that even more than I want to watch the Dennis Leary rock and roll show. Yeah, no, right. The, but they the, do this. They do the soap opera format. Sorry, Ian. I was go just going to say, yeah, it's it's that it goes, you know, fifteen, twenty-two, twenty-two, you know, nineteen, twenty-four episodes, and then ten through thirteen all have forty. <laughs> to 45 episodes just suddenly balloons and doubles in them and they're yeah. just like yeah eight and weeks of five episodes a day plus there's like four movies or something at least and then so the show we watched the next generation one thing i did that it turns out uh i didn't realize we were doing something that was against our original rule which was like we don't want to do shows that got canceled abruptly but the cancellation was announced two months before this tv movie that ended with but then six months after that they come out with degrassi the next class which has all the people that were like most people that we just saw in the tv movie that we watched (laughs) continuing so we don't get we didn't get to see when there's a bus crash and tristan gets brain damage and uh, grace gets a lung transplant she apparently has cystic fibrosis which is why she's like a goth chick who doesn't want to talk to people i google it just it's never ending it's a 40 year franchise now this is i think this completely underscores the differences between nations and can be used in ways in geopolitics 
But as best as I can understand, Degrassi is Canada's Gundam, where there's just <laughs> five different series and some are continuations. There's like, but they're all somehow related, but sometimes they aren't really straight up related. And the early one, you know, it starts same year, debuts 79 for a brief spell and continues to dominate the cultural landscape. And I would say in many ways that Drake is, is Canada's answer to Char Aznable as well. So, you know, I think it's a one-to-one analogy. That's true. And another reason I picked the show, of course, that Drake is on it. And then we didn't get to see Drake because he debuts in the episode after the premiere. This show He's just do, in the credits. We saw Audrey the Graham best shooting of a basketball. My research, to the best of my understanding, this show has like only two people who made it in America and neither of them appear in these episodes. <laughs> Who's the other one? It's one of them. The one from Vampire Diaries. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's only in it for like one season, though. I looked it up. Yeah, and I was well, looking up when was Vanessa Morgan uh, on here, and she only did two episodes. So who else watched the I'm Upset video by Drake and now have a deeper <laughs> understanding of that, though? Because I did. And he shows up with a bunch of characters that I didn't recognize, but now I was like, oh, those are people from Degrassi. Yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah, I knew yeah. it was into. I knew, you know, it was like a Degrassi reunion. I, I knew that Drake, so, you know, like, So he was the in the song. next class? No, he's, no in he's, next, in, he's in the next episode. We saw him in the opening credits the if you watch this. Steven, yeah, he was in the credits. I don't know if you know this. See, Drake, his name is Aubrey. We see him shooting uh, a basketball. When like, the other thing is, like, so there was Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. This show just merges those stories, so we see middle schoolers and high schoolers in this. And we in, in what we watched the first episode, it was just middle schoolers and their parents, who were people that were on Degrassi Junior High. And then and we, watched only them, high, we watched only high schoolers, I think, the, the main, last thing. The main, main kid from the first two episodes, or the first episode, Emma? Yeah, Emma. Emma is, was like, her mom was pregnant with her in the, like, towards at some, toward the end of some point of Of Degrassi Degrassi High. High, Or Degrassi High. Degrassi High, High, yeah. And it was like a whole big deal that it was, her character was conceived in there, and the nerdy teacher guy... Who's there? Who's like one of the other main adults? Was like the first person to say "fuck" on Canadian television. Really? So yeah, because that was in one of the the TV movies. Apparently, I don't know. This is Degrassi. Yeah, if you tried to watch every episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation, a show that debuted in two thousand and one and ended in twenty fifteen, thereby spanning nearly the entirety of both the the W. Bush and Barack Obama administrations, uh, you would have to dedicate eight days. Of your life, straight. Yes. You'd have to stay awake for eight straight days to watch all of Degrassi. I believe that I'm is illegal. Go on record. Under yes, you also are going to go on record with me saying that that would be against the Geneva Conventions. I, I'm going to say uh, I'll go on record. If I ever watch another episode of Degrassi, it will be because I'm attempting to do the eight-hour Degrassi <laughs> challenge. Which <laughs> I there are, you all there are to 385. Take with me. 385 21 minutes. What is the eight hour Degrassi challenge? Watch the eight day Degrassi challenge. Where you stay awake. (laughs) Yeah, he said eight eight hour challenge. Like, which which part of the show is that? (laughs) You uh, you are randomly assigned a season. (laughs) No, that's easy. Eight day Degrassi challenge. If you fall asleep, you're out. (laughs) If you fall asleep, you die. If you die in Degrassi, you die in real life. (laughs) And let me tell you guys this show. Biggest body count of any show we watch <laughs> that isn't like True Blood or Six Feet 24. Under. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I it was like 16 under is the biggest body sh- count of any show of all time because someone dies know, every episode. I don't know, man. I well, okay. Although there aren't I, that many there aren't that many episodes of it, I guess. Also, but. yeah, Travis, I feel like I bet more than I bet more I bet 24 averages more than a death an episode. That's true. <laughs> like, Definitely. Like there's bobbings or whatever that kill people. What is, yeah. What's this episode? I, we just invented a new stat uh um uh, death DPE deaths yeah. per episode. Like, what's the deaths per episode on this show? Is this going to keep me entertained? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, shows like Game of Thrones have a higher death per episode than they do of, you know, episodes. Just because, like, there's a whole... There's a battle where a dragon roasts an army on fire. Like, roasts, you know, an army alive. And, like, those guys... There are more people in an army than there are episodes. It should be N-D-P-E. Named Notable deaths. Yeah, names, that's exactly names, what I was Named deaths say. per episode. Well, I think we need both then. We need both the deaths per episode and the named death per episode. It's yeah, like, how you know, callous is a show with human life? Yeah, exactly. I can tell you but, we saw at least one character who dies uh, in this opening, and that's... Listen, I googled Degrassi the Next Generation body count. Does somebody murder the pedophile? No, somebody no. murders the kid in the tie-dye shirt with the fedora that we saw. <laughs> After he, he he gets older, becomes really sex-obsessed, impregnates a girl, has a baby, becomes a drug dealer, and then when they merge with some other high school, he gets stabbed to death. This seems uh, like this bad rocks. skins. Uh, <laughs> skins is good. Uh, we're going to do skins someday. Come on, this rocks. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so... I'm going to pull up this list. I don't care about talking about the episode in any order or structure. We're just here to talk about the vibes of Degrassi. Vibes yeah, I mean, I the show it. was just vibing. So. <laughs> this show was, I would say, I, on a technical level, the worst show we've watched. Yeah, no <laughs> like, just like, so no badly From the, Especially the, in, the, the pilot. It got better. Yeah. It the acting, it's the worst acted show we've seen you by know what's, a thousand miles. And you know what's remarkable? The kids, in my opinion, l- acting laps around basically every adult. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're right. The adults well, were so the bad. Adult were, the adults were Canadian soap opera actors. Uh, they, and were they were just like doing, actors! <laughs> yeah, but the, like, I, I think we're all tuned in to like, see soap opera style acting and be like, oh, this is bad. More so than like a untrained child actor who's just kind of doing their best thing and you can't really direct a kid that much yeah like these middle schoolers seemed like middle schoolers do it but like it yeah. seems like they're doing like a project for class i don't know so i couldn't I pay attention to, definitely didn't feel like i could that. i couldn't pay attention to the first episode because of emma's hair i later i just it was impossible for it's me to parse anything that was realistic. happening because of emma's hair two, 2000, two 2001 era 12 year old for you to uh, to uh, what the zoomers are trying to bring back and be like no this is oh good god so one of the things one of the reasons this show feels so off i think that we that relates to this is like you know when i picked this i was like what's canadia's take on like the school drama yeah. like the teen so canadia our i said canadian <laughs> Uh, our no, teen soaps that we watch, we are used to actually watching extremely hot twenty-five-year-olds in teens. insanely dramatic gener- like situations. Yo, doing making doing whatever. And in this, they were like, we're making a huge choice to cast people that are of the age that the characters are playing. Yes. and the shit that they go through is stuff that real teens go through, which is very relatable. But our lot, li- you know, being a teenager. Is fucking boring and not, I, not interesting. I in the way like that teen soaps this is are. important. 
I think you all understand. I'm out on realism now. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I watched I watched two slash six episodes of Degrassi, and I'm done. I'm no longer. I'm never I gonna know watch what, like Richard Linklater thinks of that show. I, yeah, I was gonna say I'm never gonna watch like a Linklater movie again. <laughs> like uh, some of the early ones. I'm never gonna be able to enjoy Taiwanese cinema the way I used to, where there's just a camera set up on the other side of the room, and it's just artfully framed people having mundane conversations. It's over. It's done. Travis, have this you come up Degrassi's with a way done. to win the podcast yet? Because if you haven't, I feel like your way to win the podcast is fundamentally change the way Ian engages with film. <laughs> right. I was like, I finally fixed Ian so we'd talk about movies that I care about instead of shit that, that bores me. Um, but. We did. We got some really good Superstore style humor uh, where a kid falls oh, down and drops about the Pratt some boxes. Yeah. I was yeah, saying they both had, they had kids in the hall in it. They did both have a kid in the hall in it. Well, we are going to talk about that in a bit. First, would you guys like to find the list uh, or hear about the list I found from uh, Degrassi.fandom.com when I was searching to see how many people died in the show? Because that was the thing. Like, I knew – I thought Drake dra- died. I remember now that he only no, he just gets, gets paralyzed. paralyzed. <laughs> but, you know, it was the thing where I knew I knew there was a school shooter that shot Drake and then that guy, got, that guy dies. And I knew that a character was stabbed. Uh, just like I knew that that was a thing and I was like oh this must be so dramatic and then I watched the show and I was like how does this show have this many this many deaths this is a wiki I mean this is a Degrassi wiki page called Degrassi's Students and I don't know why they're sewing this together I would love an interview with the person who compiled this the people who keep this list up to date it's listed Degrassi students graduates and relatives who were impregnated died developed disabilities etc <laughs> etc so there's pregnancies shown on screen 10 pregnancies sure Uh, of those uh this is of all forms of degrassi not just next generation yeah i think so uh yeah but it's just i would imagine because this is born emma nelson so that was the main character the first one but yeah so we got uh four abortions and one miscarriage of those 10 pregnancies (laughs) sounds sounds very uh very you know, dramatic TV pregnancies, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got we've got fourteen mental disabilities uh, listed in this. Like uh, the most that were developed on screen. I think that includes like I talked about. Train get or tr- train. <laughs> Tristan gets <laughs> gets brain, brain trauma. Brain. I said tr- I was combining Tristan and brain. Tristan gets serious brain trauma from the bus accident. I don't I don't see that. Yeah. That might be listed under something else. No, I want to have a friend. I want to have a friend named. Tra- I have a friend named Travis Train. Train. So that's such a deep inside joke of. That's went out from somebody trying to it. call him Train. Yeah, so I so I mumbled my name, and someone thought that my name was Train at a party for most of the night. <laughs> and then one of the friends, when he heard that, was just like, "I'm calling you Train." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of someone being named trained him. <laughs> like, that's not like Sarah Palin's kids or name. I just remember thinking about going around to a party. Just like, just like you know, meeting people, having you say, meanwhile, you pass train in the hallway a few times. Just like, <laughs> oh, God, that guy's name is Train. <laughs> like, Later that, the next day, you're talking about it, you're like, that friend of yours that I met last night, Train, he was cool. And they're like, who? You're like, your no, friend Train? You're, you're in the party. You're in the party. And you're like, is that guy's really name Train? But they can't hear you. And they're like, yeah, yeah I think it is yeah, supposed totally. to rain. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I guess his name's Train. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, 14 uh, mental disabilities. Oppositional, oppositional defiant disorder is one of the ones listed here. That's fun. Uh, we have six cancers. Sure. Six. six different types, or, or uh, just six characters. No, get no six characters. Uh, no, six characters with the astrological sign Cancer. Uh, one unknown. I bet they have that. One unknown. Two leukemias. One testicular. One non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and one one type of sarcoma. I'm not going to try and say the whole thing. Uh, we have eleven deaths. Only eleven. Uh, eleven. De- yeah. Uh, Seventeen sexual assaults. Jesus. On children, probably mostly. But then, because, you know, this is a fun list, um, we just have uh, others. We have 24 pairs of siblings. They just want you to know that. You know, that's that's the thing that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Et cetera. Et cetera. Siblings. Uh, LGBT uh, LGBT cast members. uh, Drug use. You just got a whole whole list. Uh, Nothing really that wild, you know. Marijuana, acid, Ritalin, ecstasy. Oxycode. Mm. Okay, you know, hey, JT, using oxy. Uh, the last thing on the list is uh, love triangles, of which there were eighty-three. And they give that a breakdown by season. So, oh uh, man, eighty-three. <laughs> the most. The most. If you love, I'm trying to figure out which season you should watch if you love love triangles. <laughs> Um, Ideally, there would be two seasons that are tied. That's more love you know, triangles than there were people in my graduating class. Honestly, it's lot. like it feels like there's about six to eight love triangles a season. That seems That's that awesome. seems reasonable. But it's just like you know, we got we got to keep that you know that stat distribution. So, Degrassi, Kit Hood, and and Linda. Sh- uh, Schuler, the the creator of Degrassi. Schuler, Schuler. I think it's Skyler. Skyler. Linda Schuler. If you're listening to this, fuck you. We will never learn how to say your names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. We could start talking about mother and child reunion, part one and part two. Yeah, that's fine. The opening of this, uh, where we meet Emma and whatever the other girl's name is. I don't really care. On the computer, talking <laughs> about this boy named Jordan. Who's Jordan. A, environmentalist who Emma has struck up an online um, friendship slash relationship with. Uh, yeah, and he always knows exactly what she cares about, and they share all the same interests. Yeah, it's crazy um, how similar that they are. And we learned that Emma is the daughter, as we talked about earlier, of, I believe her name was Spike in the original series, because she was like a punk. Uh, and... <laughs> And there's also, like, what's also happening, like, concurrently with this is, like, the 10-year Degrassi reunion for the Class 91 is coming up, um, which also made me feel ancient because all these characters are supposed to be, and are, all these adult characters are our age, but Dude, they all I look like so 40. Dude, I was so fucked up by this. Like, oh, I'm about to turn 30. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to turn 30. I look so much better than you. <laughs> Dude, I got fucking depressed when it came time for the ages in this. Like, holy shit. <laughs> 30! So I guess Spike had her, as you talked about, she was a teen who was pregnant on the original series. So that's why she's able to be 30 and have a 12-year-old kid. Um, and she looks yeah, like... all these people look 40. Yeah. But those actors are know, 29. Like I was going to say, you know what it is? 
Nobody, nobody like moisturized in the nineties. Yeah. It drives me wild that there's a character called Spike and that there's a character called Snake, and then Snake and Spike wind up getting married at some point, I guess, during this show. <laughs> oh hell yes! <laughs> this is my wife, Spike. That's cool. That's <laughs> this is my husband, the Snake. The vocalist from Canadian legend Voivod uh, is on this show. My husband Snake is extremely good. What would you? What would your wedding hashtag be? Snake. My husband the Snake is like an e or like a is like some show on you know wherever they do animal documentaries anymore. Animal Planet. Netflix. Hashtag S star star K star. So we see these people and like also contemplating other union is joey jeremiah who's now a car salesman but who's also a character from degrassi high and degrassi junior high uh whose wife is dead and his other friend did is you like, know his other friend did sorry you? your wife died but it's been a year over it dude. what was her name again we don't say it <laughs> Yo, who listen cares? when jenny or jessica or whatever the fuck her name was die you know we were all pretty torn up but like i got over it no one supported me <laughs> So at one point, a character asks him what he loved about her and what made her sh- him sure. And I think he says, I thought I t- had the note, but I can't find it. He says, he, I, he says, one of the things is, uh, he, he, she called him Joe. It's <laughs> like, that's your name, dog. You could have just started going by that. I think most people actually, age out of being a Joey. Not everyone, n- but listen. I think oh Stephen probably hair has like the, rain. Is what I wrote down. Her hair said. smelled like rain. She called me Joe, <laughs> and she always made me laugh. Those are the three things. Those are the three things. Stephen, though, I feel that you of all people actually would understand that, since you are a person who gets called a, dif- a bunch of different names by people, yeah. and it has taken you out of various moments before. I have definitely like, never yeah. fallen in love with someone because they chose one of them imagine <laughs> if she called you steve and also her hair smelled like rain well did and she make me laugh you, always everyone called everyone called you stevie or turkey everyone called you that even, and then she called even you when steve it seems- and her hair smelled <laughs> like she had been she had just like gotten back from a jog <laughs> yeah every time you smelled her hair you were like are there earthworms in my bed that just Got out. No. Okay. It is that. That is like a nice smell. That much. I, I, I do. Wanna, I think it's nice. I want to get back to Matt implying that he thinks sweat and rain are the same thing. <laughs> the water, water is water. <laughs> you know, there's no difference between a rainstorm and like how a wet dog smells. So uh, uh, this is going to be this is uh, my most Matt like um, um, moment. Did anyone else really struggle with the audio balance of this television show? Because when characters would talk in, like, any open room, it was like they genuinely just were like, I don't know, here's one uh, here's one big, you know, microphone that's going to get everything, right? And just, like, sound is just bouncing all over. And I was like, what is happening? They also did the trick on this show where uh, if a character wasn't on screen but they had continued talking after they cut away to, like, show another character reacting, they just ADR'd it. Uh, and it sounded so unrealistic in its space because, yeah, it had these, like, clanging room sounds, and then suddenly the character would be speaking right here, right up against a microphone. Disorienting. Did yeah. not like. This yeah. is why Canada is a failed nation. This is their this is their audio production. They got better. It got better in the finale. It did get better. 
At what cost? The the adult plot is that... um, Who's the guy at the phone? Is that Snake? Guy at the the phone? phone? The guy who spends all his time on his damn flip phone. No, that's, that's the fiance. That's the Keith. fiance that of. Uh, we love Keith. That's the, that's the fiance of, of Caitlin. <laughs> is that her name? With an inexplicable accent. What is he? Yeah. Where is he supposed to be from? I'm uh, really saying he's American. That's, <laughs> that's, he's LA. He's, he's well, because he was like, I haven't seen any guy. Eskimos yet. He wears like he wears like army dark green outfits and 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 cares more about his flip phone than any anything else. He he I at one point in America. In America, this role is played by John Cusack. <laughs> he hits him with the phone, right? He just he like breaks the phone. Does yeah. he hit him with the phone? Maybe Steven I dreamed that. Steven is spicing that. up this show. Maybe I dreamed uh, which that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe I had a Steven's very mundane like, yeah, that guy was a dream. Pro. It was not a well shot fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have some notes for the fight choreography <laughs> of Degrassi: The Next Generation. <laughs> we find out. We find out that. Uh, that Keith does not actually want to marry Caitlyn, is it? And, uh, I believe her name it is Caitlyn. It is Caitlyn. And, uh, and Joey is in love with her a uh, year after his wife dies, and then they fight. He overhears this somewhere? Uh, no, I he overhears believe... the guy talking to the other girl who's, like, flirty. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. that conversation was... I've seen so many of that conversation go down in real life. It is unbelievable. Uh, that was the most realistic conversation I've ever seen. Like, pasture prime hot lady talking to uh fucking, like, important guy. If you work in restaurants, that is, like, you become a connoisseur of those conversations. Jesus. I loved his eavesdropping because he looked like that gif from Ma that goes around Twitter sometimes of, of just, like, Octavia Spencer against a wall just being like, mm, mm, and, like, listening as so, the conversation occurs. Uh now, I want to say, in fairness to Joey, because, Stephen, you were like, wow, this guy fell in love a year after his wife died. Uh, I think he was already in love with her. I believe they were together in the previous yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was very clear. Also, this will, this character, this and either of these characters are not the worst person that Caitlin has a relationship with in the history of this show. Because Does she have a relationship with like, it's a child? Back. No, far worse. It's back. It's worst IMDb trivia of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, coming in early. Okay. Coming in early because we brought up Caitlin, and I think this is the best time to talk about it and completely derail the episode conversation. Caitlin became the favorite Degrassi character of American screenwriter and film director. Give me a drum roll here. Kevin Smith. I was going to say Kevin Smith because I know there's a J- there's a Jason Mewes subplot in later episodes where yep. like Kevin film Smith director filming Kevin a movie. Smith. Who named the character Caitlin Bree from his 1994 movie Clerks after her? Smith's enthusiasm led the series produ- producers to create a three-episode story arc for him on Degrassi: The Next Generation, in which Smith develops a relationship with Caitlin. Do you think her tit brown or pff, her what? brown clit her clit brown taint area pones his dick? Do you think that happens? Uh, <laughs> is it like they're cheating on each other with each other? <laughs> with each other. <laughs> if you are listening and you heard that for the first time in your life. <laughs> <laughs> right in to Travis Marmon at no, just, just Chicago, just, Illinois. Just um, DM, just DM Travis Marmalade. Or it's wild it to me to meet people that don't know what the phrase "her clit slash brown slash taint area still pones my dick" comes from. Doesn't I mean, everyone know that? Isn't that part I, of like the literary canon at this point? Uh, uh, 
I mean, you said I think I think you said cromulent funk fuck crustable of a day to me on this podcast, and I hadn't heard that. So that, but that's not nearly. That was like a recent. Like this is a years old. Like such a legendary piece of internet history. What else are we like? We've already gone all over the place of like the synopsis. Like, I mean, the main Uh, focus of the episode, I think, is the the child, the children's plot. Even though it's a weirdly adult focused episode of TV for a show for. Yeah, like fourteen-year-olds. So, can we talk about technology in this show? Because I feel like that that leads into that part of the plot. Like, I mean, my first note is computers should look like this. Absolutely, computers. Should <laughs> this look is like what your interface should be like all the time. They should at least sell cases for computers that look like this, so you could put your twenty twenty-one computer in it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it seemed like a lot of the a lot of the thesis of these episodes was like technology is something exciting but also dangerous you need to know what your kid is doing on there in the chat rooms new message dances across your screen every single time you get an email it's like blue (laughs) and green and like like word art so emma wants to meet up with her online boyfriend Jordan, Jordan, correct. He's in town. He's all the way from Yellowknife, which is in the Northwest Territories. So, okay. Really, I'm glad you looked up where Yellowknife is because that's something I I meant to do but never did. Indeed, I did. All your life, you've just been walking around hearing people mention Yellowknife, and you're (laughs) like, one day I'm gonna find out where that town or city is. So the the kid, the kid that looks like the really bad, weird kid from Mad Men. Is it like sees through immediately <laughs> the fact that Jordan is a fake person? Is this yeah. the new kid? Yeah, the, the new one that kid. you're saying who could also be he looks like Glenn from Mad Men. Yeah, he looks like Glenn. No. Yeah, he looks like Glenn. No, you're right. He looks like Glenn. <laughs> who is who is you're the show right. creator or showrunner's son it in is, real yes, life? Yes, which yes, which <laughs> what a fucked up I, thing to cast your son as I, the worst <laughs> kid. <laughs> I once went back and forth with a prominent sports writer about how that was the equivalent of Austin Rivers having the, the making that his plot line was the equivalent of Austin Rivers' dad, Doc Rivers, having to trade him one trade deadline. <laughs> oh, yeah, that did happen. I was going to say, he kind of looks like Michael Gandolfini, too. Uh, uh, by the way, I just this is important for me um, while we're talking about the kids. So there's, okay, so it's Emma. Yeah. JT. Yeah. Who will eventually be stabbed to death. Yes, yes. JT, of course. Also, everyone knows what JT stands for, right? Uh, it's James Tiberius York. It is yes. James he Tiberius. It's after James T. Kirk. Yes, he is James uh, Tiberius York, just like James Tiberius uh, Kirk. This fucking uh, the show. next generation. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. That's what that one was from. The, that's Captain Kirk, the star of the next generation. Uh, Stephen, I'm seeing here that you've been removed from all of our mutual group DMs <laughs> suddenly. I just meant that um, both James T. Kirk and the next generation are Star Trek things. What were the other kids' names? Tobi- I don't care. Why do I want to say this kid's name is Tobias? or It might be Toby or something. I don't know what the Toby, name is. Toby friend. is his name. It was oh, Toby. Okay, Toby. Yeah. Okay. Even so better. Probably Toby. Toby. And then what is Emma's best friend's name? None of us know who gives it. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Anyway, I mean, yeah. she goes. She who goes care? This, I don't who care. care? This guy comes down. Care. She gets to the place where she's meeting Jordan. A guy comes down and says, hey, I'm Jordan's teacher. He's upstairs getting the petition signed. Do you want me to bring him down here or do you want to come up and eat pizza? 
and she's like, I guess I'll go eat pizza. And then she, he brings her upstairs and she starts to realize that there is no Jordan, uh, very quickly. And she runs and hides in the bathroom. It's very dramatic. Uh, I didn't, I, I like, I, it's hard to watch this part of the show where like, he's like moving his hand closer to her and trying to flirt with this. Wouldn't it take you know, in this 13 role? year old girl. No, I was thinking about that. I was like, I was like, this guy. How many acting credits does he have? Like, it's just like pedophile guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, time out, time out. It's not like he's a guy who looks like Hitler. Where it's just like, ah, it sucks for that guy. <laughs> it's he worse. only plays Hitler. It's worse. It's, Hitler's a historical figure. This guy is just some pedophile. <laughs> you just look. Creepy. Yeah, but I'm just saying. You're just like they can. You look at this man and you're like, yes, in this context, you're like, this is character screams pedophile. It's not like walking down the street, you would see this actor in his day-to-day life and go, that guy looks like a pedophile. Yeah, uh, look, yeah, you yeah. saw a guy who looked like Hitler and you're like, that guy looked a lot like Hitler. If, yeah. Okay, but but I'll say this. If this show was as popular as y'all have made me believe that it is in Canada, there's a chance <laughs> that I'm a, I'm a Canadian guy. I see that guy walking down the street. I don't quite remember where he's from, but I know I hate him. And I just fuck his day up because that guy Someone's sucks. Like that's the pedophile from Degrassi's Next Generation episode. Yeah, I mean, Mother he, he might have gotten harassed. He might. People <laughs> might have recognized him as the pedophile from Mother Child Reunion Part Two. I mean, you don't want like it is. It's ris- it's risky move to accept playing a total creep on, uh, on any show. Yeah, are yeah. you going to get cast as anything else? I, I now I'm trying to see if this man has been cast in anything else. I hope no one on the show is casting anything else because they're all <laughs> atrocious. Like it feels like I'm. Wa- it does feel like I'm watching an after-school special or like. That's what it is. Like right, it's wild, or like a PSA. Like yeah, yeah. It felt it's like so like of online. The dangers of the net. Like is it just because Canada doesn't have the population to pull from to pull, find talented people and the actual talented Canadian actors all go to America anyway? <laughs> Julie, yes. it's just Julie Taylor coming on after the episode talking to us about <laughs> about <laughs> what driving it, safety, seatbelt safety, or something. Yeah, like is distracted driving about? or whatever. Yeah, it, it had a, it was a driving safety drive or whatever. Something uh, this like show, that. Uh, this show kills its trans character via texting and driving. Just you know, for no to loop cool. it back in. Huh. Um, cool. To re-rail, uh, yeah. I don't so like that phrase. Guy, so I don't her, like that phrase so at her all. Friend, so her friends, <laughs> just to get uh, us back on track. Her friends, her friends figure out that she's not at home uh, and try to like do a search, be like, "Where's Emma?" So they, you know, use their their elite hacking skills to get into the computer, but they're like able to figure out like to get to the password they're like what's mom's favorite rock band and my note was i bet the mom's favorite rock band is the tragically hip but yeah. it turns out because no some band we've never heard of <laughs> the, the, no the one's ever heard pokes. of this band <laughs> by the way uh this is now the how many how many episodes of the pokes come up as of late three three of the last four <laughs> <laughs> this, did this the pokes come up and rescue me yes yeah, it's the last yes. thing we heard <laughs> <laughs> it was a folk song. Uh, yeah, so uh, they're able to get in, and they're able to figure out, like, the, the way that Jordan has successfully manipulated Emma is, like, he is able to read her emails. So he was like, oh, you and uh, Manny, as Alex informed me, the wow. best friend's name is Manny. Uh, you both talked about how you love, you both saw Chicken Run, 
a classic of this era of cinema. Wow. Good I movie. also love Chicken Run. That's Mel Gibson, right? Oh. I, I mean, th- well, okay. Is he the voice of one of them? Yes. But I would not necessarily consider Chicken Run to be like... Any animated you know, movie that's the lead actor, it's it's their movie. Monsters, Inc. is a Billy Crystal movie, for example. Uh, yes. Wait, Billy Crystal's got top billing? It's not... It's, it's just John, John Goodman? Yeah. It's both. It's, it's, a, it's a two-hander. Role. It's a two-hander. Whatever. Well, you said. Listen, I'm just following your rules. But I just know Mel Gibson is in Chicken Run, and that's amusing to me that he's one of the chickens. Yeah, but okay. it's an Ardman animation movie, so that's what it is first and foremost. I disagree My, with Travis's. Assessment. Anyway, they love Chicken Run, uh, and Who environmentalism. Who doesn't? Uh, I mean, I can't say I remember a single thing about that movie. I did see it when it oh came out. Oh my god! But, but I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> hey, we I need to rerail. Travis, I was back. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, back at the hotel room, uh, the pedophile guy is like, what if I filmed myself committing this crime for some reason? That was a weird thing. Is he supposed to, is he trying to make child porn that he's in just to further I kinda, I, himself? I, I, like, I'm assuming is, he was, the, the implication was he was going to watch it himself later. I guess, but I don't, like I don't know. Seems like I a poor idea. Yeah. Very poor idea. And yeah, meanwhile, at the reunion, adults are fighting. My note said that he slapped him in the face with the phone. So I thought in the moment that he used the phone to slap him. And that is the canon that, the that, that I am yeah. going to go forward with. Anyway, the kids are able to figure out where, where she is. And because she said she's meeting at this hotel. And they go and they find Spike at the reunion. And then she goes with Snake or whatever and uh they Snake? get to the hotel and they're able to stop Snake. this guy before he does anything and then the police come i'm always disappointed when the police show up on this and they're not mounties i thought that's all they had <laughs> up there but like they're just riding horses through the hotel lobby and that would have been sick yeah. they just ran dude, this Snake? dude down with a horse this is Snake a pretty this guy. is clearly a pretty pro cop show to be honest <laughs> yeah a lot of, lot of pro cop. Everyone is like, you characters. should, like, uh, yeah, one of the main lessons both episodes we watched has is you should call the cops on yeah, when a crime is happening. Cops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Snake also does threaten to break that guy's neck. Yeah, that's like, Wish he would have broken if his you neck. Move, if you move, I will break your neck. Wish he would have moved. Says. I wanted to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if this happened, uh, like, this guy's in like, the rest of the season happening. for snapping this dude's neck. I think, and then and then we get Joey and Caitlin together. Did we talk about Joey? These these prices are so good. I have to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> awesome. Did you feel? Do you feel represented, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the shirt off my back if you don't like it. That's the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> the shirt off. There, there's a line there's in the scene between Joey and Caitlin that it like show. It, somebody shows him a wedding ring and says, does this bring back any memories? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Your wife is dead, Joey. (laughs) Oh, you're the marriage expert, Joey. (laughs) What was her name? She went to school with us. Don't remember. Fuck her. Don't care. She's dead. Listen, Joey, we're just, we're just your friends, you know, like we're just your friends. You know, we care about you. We just want to make sure you're okay, which is why we, constantly nag you non-stop being like are you okay man are you good i know it's been a year since your wife has died so like i just think you should be happy now they're all the kid from they're all doing that to him 
Anyway, that's the whole. That's the premiere of Degrassi: The Next oh, Generation. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like we, we, we don't get, We get Emma interacting with Spike, and Spike is shorter than Emma in the way that they frame the scene. Not because the actor is actually shorter, but because they shot it at such a weird angle that the daughter is towering over her mother. And then the mom's first reaction is to scream at Emma. And then Emma's like, I was freaked out. It's like, I know, honey. And then she decides to be nice. It's like, hey, maybe when your daughter just went through a terrifying situation, don't start with the mad part. I mean, you know, she's having a response to, uh, you know, she's terrified as well. And she's got to calm down. But yeah, like, you don't remember what it's like to be 12. I don't know. It's funny to think of, like, 12 as, like, the age that you're, like, going through such, that, like, wild shit is happening. Yeah, I remember what it was like, like to really. email with a pedophile on your new computer. Oh, and they take, and then they take the modem. They take the computer out of the yeah. house, and the guy's like, don't ever let this near your daughter again. No, he's just, like, <laughs> keep it in the living room. Don't let her... She can yeah, surf. He, yeah. Have her surf the he web in, like, in the in He looks and he's space. like, don't let her use that... That devil's internet. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like he's and about he to like give right. a lecture on like antivirus stuff that that you can do. Like it feels like the fucking training videos I had to watch at work for yeah. like cybersecurity. Like, do you think yeah. there's an episode? Do you think there's an episode where one of the characters discovers LimeWire? Totally. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, 385 <laughs> episodes. You got. So, there's probably everything. Someone. Uh, yeah. It's, someone on this show, they destroy their family's computer because they used Kazaa. Yeah, absolutely so, that happens in this show. It, it, it would seem that the way the show was structured is that there's always an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot, which mm-hmm. is very ambitious. Uh, and so For a 21-minute they show. They don't, they don't finish it in one episode is the thing. They never yeah. finish them. 385 episodes, three plots an episode, even if they follow up. I mean, statistically speaking, everything has happened on this show. Yes. I think so. And still, couldn't stand it. Yeah, I mean, would, are we all in agreement that we wouldn't watch more? I think I've made it pretty clear that I had enough of Degrassi yeah. pretty <laughs> I will, quickly. No, I, 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 I will agree. never Degrassi. watch this again. I, I will say, Travis did win in my eyes in that I am very happy that I watched the amount that I did. Me too. I feel like I learned something about I feel like I watched a, I watched a bit too much, I think, just based on it ending with the TV movie. I mean, uh, the TV but movie I do was feel like, great because I was watching it at three in the morning, just like vibing. I, I like I was apartment hunting while I was watching it. Like it wasn't like I was like so deep in it toward the end. I'm glad that I learned that Canada has like the most fucked vibes in the world. Like it yeah. is a thing that can only come out of a country that like doesn't have like the real conflict. Day to day that that we do. Like, this a, is their kind of oversimplification TV. of Canada. Look again. I had the radio stations. I grew up geographically closest to Canada of any of you. So is it time to talk about a uh, thing with alternate names? That's also not really a finale, but is a finale, which is so every episode of DeGrassi had a TV. Sh- I had a song for the title. So the first one was, of course, Mother and Child Reunion. Oh, no, right. You know, Paul Simon's song. Not my favorite, but it's a, you know, it's a classic. The finale. Oh, the finale. It's called Summer Girls or Degrassi, Don't Look Back. By LFO? Well, that's the only Summer Girls that I could think of, and that's my least favorite song, potentially. Hi. Were Abercrombie and Fitch in this episode? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm at the wiki. I'm at the Degrassi wiki, and it tells me the name of the next episode. 
Oh, the naming convention for Degrassi Next Class. Oh, no. Why? The first episode. They're Drake, they're Drake songs. That's worse. <laughs> oh. It's worse. How is it worse than worse? that? The first episode is called Hashtag Booty Call. The Ooh. second episode is called Hashtag No Filter. The third episode <laughs> is called Hashtag Yes Means Yes. I'm going to end my you own have life. To physically, you have to physically come to Columbus to stop me from continuing to read this <laughs> list throughout the entirety of the episode. Hashtag Not Okay. So yeah, let's talk about this four-part TV movie 80-minute finale. Hashtag, the whole thing that's my, really just like a weird addendum. Yeah, so what, what, what is the context of this? These are characters that we knew or no? These are characters that we no. knew from, I mean, that obviously the, we, the people who are well, doing uh, yeah, this, yeah. know. But, like, these are characters that are introduced in the later seasons of Degrassi. There are several characters who had their, their goodbyes, uh, you know, the, the week prior or whatever on, like, the okay. last episode episode. But then these are, then like, characters who are still in high school during summer, shit. before yeah. the next school year, and they'd carry over to next class. Episode six of Degrassi: The Next Class is titled hashtag Not All Men. Oh, what year? What year was this? Uh, it would of course be. Right? It would be yes. Yeah, kind of had to be, huh? How many years? How many years of Degrassi were the Raptors being run out of the playoffs by LeBron James? <laughs> 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 we got to bring that back. It's quite a I few. I hope that I there's think. an episode that's like. Hashtag Katy Perry is over party or something like that. Like one of those hashtags. There's hashtag rise and grind. Does anyone have a plot synopsis up for this film? I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, because nothing happened. Because <laughs> oh, it was so much so happened. happened. So there was much a happened. Bad, the adventures of babysitting. So much. Somebody. <laughs> adventures in babysitting. This is way. Whatever. This was way more fun than the pilot. Like this, this, I this agree. was actually. I agree. I agree. I it agree. It was I told agree. interestingly. It wasn't like it wasn't good, but at least it I was, was not I more was fun than the pilot. In some yes, way. it was. It was not more fun than the pilot because of the structure of the show. It means that it came after the pilot in my watching, yeah. and any and all fun that I could possibly have had at any point in my life had been extinguished, and That's... instead I viewed this like I was climbing a mountain with no <laughs> gear. Ian, you were the fun. most dramatic person. I don't understand. This show is not that bad in the None finale. of us ever have hyperbolic opinions on here. You said that the biggest deus ex machina you had ever seen That's not hyperbole. was in Sex in the City. That's not hyperbole. I like that. We're talking about that every week now. Okay, so I believe how this episode starts is like we're at a pool of like the Hollingsworth family. Who, the, the dad, I think, is the mayor or some shit. Yeah, and we've Frankie, got, I think, we is have, this girl. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had a serious upgrade in the net worth of characters. Clearly. Her actual first thing is Tristan introducing, like, because he's like the, the. He keeps being like, do you want to hear what happened, like, that summer? And his, like, and weird, whoever's filming him, I guess himself. This felt so extremely like. A pilot yeah. for a finale. Yeah, it was really strange because it felt like we were learning about these characters' relations with each other in this episode. Yeah, a lot of these characters <laughs> seemed like they were meeting each other for the first That's, time. That, that was yeah. another thing. Established. It's like the relationship between Grace and you know Zoe. Girl. I think Zoe is that is that her name? Um, I think it was Zoe. All the Burnett girls look the same. It's like they met. Maybe it's a big school. You don't meet them. Yeah, it was treated like we were introduced to these characters much later 
You know, or, or it's like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a backdoor pilot for these for the next, next set of characters. Yeah. For Yeah, and it just happens to be the finale, which I guess could be a way to do it. It uh, it has, like, a Ryan Murphy fucking, uh, you know, like, setup. Yeah. Okay, so we, we get more pedo stuff right off the bat. Yeah, Frankie's going to work, and Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall is like, do you need a ride? And she's freaked out by him. Because uh, she watched Hannibal, obviously, and was like, "He's the weird coroner." It's because she watched the medical first examiner. Episode I don't want to deal with it. Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> that too. Yeah, canonically, this it. show probably exists in this show. It's because she had read <laughs> Scott. It's because she had read Scott Thompson's Wikipedia page. Would you like to hear the insane note from Scott Thompson's Wikipedia page? Yes. Sure. So I like to consider myself a little bit of a connoisseur of bizarre Wikipedia headings, you know. So. <laughs> he he says as he spins around his chair, revealing himself for the first time, <laughs> holding holding a wine glass and like a staff in the other hand I with mean, a cat on his lap. <laughs> uh, now Scott yeah. Thompson's, you would go to and you would think this is pretty normal early life, career, personal life. <laughs> Firebombing filmography, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, I'm sorry." Firebombing? <laughs> That's it. Firebombing? <laughs> did he do it, or did, did he, he get firebombed? In 2000, Thompson was living with his then boyfriend, French documentary Joel Soler, in Hollywood. Soler had smuggled footage out of Iraq to make an E News style sat- uh, satirical political documentary comedy Uncle Saddam about the strange oh. es- strange eccentricities in the home life of Saddam Hussein and his family which bubbled behind what? Hussein's uh, dictatorial facade Thompson wrote the narration for the movie which was to be read by actor Wallace Longham following the movie Thompson and Solar's home was under surveillance by a terrorist group group clarification needed in West Hollywood who eventually firebombed the couple on November 1st 2000 Thompson had discussed the incidents in interviews with some people that aren't important um, Did they being survive? The inspiration for his future, yeah, yeah, as being the inspiration for his future. Sh- it was 2000, so it was before this show happened. Uh, mm. For his future show, <laughs> the lowest show on earth. In the interview with Kurt, he says of the attack, "We were sleeping, and a group came to our home. They filled our giant garbage cans with gasoline and set them on fire in our front lawn. They had buckets of red paint. They covered the house with it so it dripped off like blood. They put a note in the front hall that said, "In the name of Allah, the merciful and, com- and compassionate, burn the satanic film, or you will be dead." They underlined "dead" just in case we weren't freaked out enough. This and many other incidents throughout Thompson's life, including the 1975 Centennial Secondary shooting at his high school, led him to process incidents of terror on a micro and macroscopic, macrocosmic level through his one-man comedy show, The Lowest Show on Earth. Thompson went on tour with the show and secured a spot on New York Off-Broadway. The posters featuring Thompson lying supine on the ground with a big wad of semen dripping off the side of his face went up around the city... On September 10th, 2001. (laughs) (laughs) The following day, (laughs) made the one man show (laughs) difficult material, if not completely impossible to talk about. (laughs) That's like the Master of Disguise trivia thing. Anyway, oh I loved him in Hannibal. Um, so she gets freaked out by Scott Thompson in a car. 
<laughs> and He's like, I work. saw your semen-covered posters that went up in New York. <laughs> 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 the day before the towers fell. <laughs> you know there was somebody who was like walking around New York and he saw these and he was making jokes about how awful it was. And like, you know, just like, ah, you know, and then like little did he know, his life would forever be changed. Finding that that like be an, the imagining finding life. like an ash in one of these posters and like <laughs> near ground zero. <laughs> Oh, America will endure. It'd be like, I'll never forget where I was that day. Why does he have such a specific relationship with terrorism? (laughs) This fucking guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did anybody else notice how fucking crazy the title drops? Like, for the main, like, theme of the show were, like, how weirdly timed they were. It was, like, she was getting followed by the semen face stripping guy. And then she, like, turns a corner and she's like, that was <laughs> oh weird. Degrassi. <laughs> Dude, I could not. It says I, revel I, in the slime. <laughs> that's not semen. She gets to work and all the other interns are unimpressed because they also Do they already don't like her. Do you think he had the she's... moment when he was like, I guess I'm not doing my show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The first show was supposed to be September nineteenth. So do you think? Yeah, I think it got like, canceled. I, yeah, I guess I'm not doing my show next week. Yeah, I drove down here. I got a fucking. I, I'm renting a place. The other interns don't like her because she's the daughter of the mayor, and so they don't think she, that she deserves this internship. And then uh, yeah. there's the guy who's like, "We're going to use your young and nimble brains and your free labor to." do something and then it's also revealed that scott thompson is the summer school teacher uh summer school science teacher named augustus bain which is an incredible name cool name and he's you know he's there and he's like today we'll be teaching you science (laughs) and he throws all the students in a pit this will be very educational for you (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay. I would love to see Scott Thompson in a Bane mask with semen dripping down his face. <laughs> anyway, we've got other kids doing like lifeguard training. Uh, you know, I was with my boyfriend when we were fireball. <laughs> You barely adopted the semen. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in the semen, molded by it. Other kids are doing terrorism at a macrocosmic level. (laughs) Kids are doing lifeguard training, but they're distracted by this girl's big boobs. A lot of weird team boob commentary. Yeah. Just the one line, like, I'm going to do something your boobs can't wreck for me, which is... Yeah, it seems like Gloria's a bitch and has big boobs. If we're yeah. looking from, uh, what's-her-face, Macy's perspective, that's not right. Maya. The, Maya, the amazing thing is, in a show like this, normally that character would get a redemption arc, and instead, that person <laughs> goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thinking, we're thinking, like, we're thinking yeah. she's going to get a redemption arc because she gets fucking kidnapped. And that even doesn't redeem her. <laughs> no, not at all. 
I don't even remember her going to jail. That's the thing. That's oh, it's just she it's just offhand. It's just offhand at the end. Oh, okay. They say it's, what happens. The ending is so they wrapped they everything up. They were like, oh yeah, also she's in juvie now. <laughs> she's in juvie. She yeah, faked they, they the kidnapping. Say, they she, say she's in juvie. She filed a false police report. You know that's a very serious offense. So, uh, mean she has big boobs. Maya wants to become a nanny for this music horrible. AR woman because Maya dreams horrible. of being like a rock musician. Uh, but she sure. has two horrible children who <laughs> live to yeah. ruin Maya's life by doing supernatural themed pranks on her. Um, <laughs> the, one, the one kid just dressed like, what is it, Samara? Yeah, yeah he just comes out of like a flower pot or something. Right? Just like, in, like the first 10 minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like and he's like mom's scary so I've got to prep you by scaring you it's like okay weird Adam's family children that I have to babysit uh, now this would be so good if this was Wednesday Adams she, could, oh, she, has, she has Wednesday Adams vibes for sure yeah uh, well, imagine though how disappointed Wednesday Adams would be when she learns that the zombie crawl is just people putting on zombie makeup yeah yeah that would be a bummer for her did you guys ever do a zombie crawl no no I, I also played. I also played that that uh, super popular campus thing, humans versus zombies. Oh yeah, when I, I was remember a that shit. That stuff was dumb. Um. <laughs> I remember being a freshman, thinking, "Why is no one here not a freshman?" I was like, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was like "I was like, I don't understand why the why the sophomores and juniors and seniors aren't playing this game." And then, yeah, well. What a good warning sign that is. Yeah. For yeah. God. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. grim omen. That's it. <laughs> Can I talk about the art that's in the producer's apartment or in the producer's condo? I'm sure, like, yeah. Fire yeah, away. Absolutely. No offense. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but it looked like a, a digital painting of the top half of Steven's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so- didn't, didn't see it all. It's funny when Matt said, no offense, my brain was like, clearly he's being like, no offense to anyone who makes art. Instead, it's, yeah, this person has No offense to the top half of my face? I I don't don't know, know, man. I'm like, this art was terrible. I don't want you to think that I'm like, oh, you're the top half of your face is terrible. Just a digital painting of the top half of your face makes terrible art. laying in bed tonight. Just, oh, what did Matt say about my face? (laughs) The top half. The top half of my face. What does he mean by top half? Does he mean the top half of my face or the top half of my head? There's another one too, but I, it, it it looked like more Steven texture. More Steven, more of my texture? Yeah. It, speaking of bad art in that house, how funny was the lady's song? The producer when she finally, <sighs> when we actually oh, saw no. her performing. But Matt, but Matt, that was going to be <laughs> my ending. Oh, okay. All right. I'll <laughs> Because that was that was <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> this is gonna be my ending. That was what I, I had. F- I already forgot it. So well, uh, yeah. I envy you, Travis. Get it out of your mind. I have like weirdly few notes for the eighty-minute episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I have the same number of notes as I did for the two-parter. But also, like, I was all right, what else we have, what else we have going on? So in the science class that Zoe and Tristan have, Zoe also meets Grace, who's like the the standoffish indigenous girl who teaches her to zap her brain. So you guys, you guys want to learn about uh, transcranial direct stimulation? Uh, do you have it in you at this time, at this hour? <laughs> uh, I mean, no. I mean, I mean, here's what I'll say. I'm not going to do a, my whole big thing about 
anything. What I'm going to say is uh, there. It's very promising as a last ditch treatment for depression. And so what you're saying is I should get my brain hooked up to some car batteries right now. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Just like the uh, either side, of, like on your temples, not your brain yeah, directly. You, I mean, you need a very specific device. You can't just stick your car battery up to it. You need jumper cables. I have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got a jumper cable my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's me like, hey, Jason, start the car. <laughs> you gotta leave it running for an hour, though. Okay. <laughs> this is like, this is this is like all those treatments for like, for like schizophrenia and like, I don't know, all the other fucking horrible diseases where they just stick a thing up your nose and scramble your brain, yeah. and then the person would just be a zombie, and they'd be like, see, they're fixed. See? Not gay anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> not trying to have sex with men, and not doing anything else either. Before they were an embarrassment to the Kennedy family. Now they just <laughs> sit in a basement all day. However, this the, uh, the shock therapy that happened in this episode had the opposite effect. It made the character gay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> oh, that was her plan all along. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a kid wearing a shirt that so, says noob in the year 2015. Dude, not believe. even the worst mention of noob right, in Right, then he says it out show. loud later. He says it out loud. If you he have rips, the shirt, says, you're going to say it out loud. But he says it, he's like, you know, he says something like, die noob or whatever, and he says that. Which imply like which makes it feel like he's playing a multiplayer game, and then it shows him playing Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Unity, Creed, yeah, widely yeah. considered among the worst Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> so and he's just killing so, his, but, he's just killing a CPU and it's like darn yes. noob. Uh, what else is fucking going on? So oh, okay, uh, so then so, Gloria goes missing. Yeah. Yes. What else is going on? Gloria goes missing. The. Uh, the one girl who has the horrible fits throughout the entire four episode run, like tries to like, like put her bra strap down her shoulder to like come onto the oh uh, Zoe yeah the he's not actually trying to be a pedophile at her and then he's like you cannot tempt me I'm a member of the League of Shadows. <laughs> Well, we're, he's also doing a more extreme version of what a friend of Ian's and I did when, like, uh, students would want to take pictures with him, and then he would just shoot his arms straight up in the <laughs> yeah. air for the photo. <laughs> He'd basically do, like, a no-touching thing, and he's like this. She's like, would it look better with this more even tan line? And he was like, if you think so, <laughs> I have uh, a you could do that this. I remove this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, like, And so, then they come to uh, suspect yeah. him that he... That he's, he's the, the one who took Gloria, so they break into his car. Because he has a bunch of like bunch missing of girl posters. Wait, wait! Before we get too far away from this scene, I will. I do want to say that uh, he then bans her from going on their summer trips uh, because you know she tried to come on to him, and he says, "I was hoping that your reputation." you know, yeah. wouldn't get in the way of things, but it turns out. So basically he's like, you have the reputation as a huge slut, specifically probably one that hits on adults. And yeah. I, I'm learning that, that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to, you're an unpleasant person to be around. 
If, this uh, child, you suck. If somebody said to you, like, these, these exact words that he uses, but, like, nothing, you didn't do anything to him in particular beforehand. If he was just like, I see your reputation seems to actually be accurate, uh, and he banned you from doing something, what would you assume he meant? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, oh, man. For, for me? <laughs> Just like based on all of us, like what things we were known for, or that what we am think I we known, known for, for that would get me kicked out of the uh, summer trips? You just don't have being to, like a clumsy dumbass, like a careless guy. I've definitely had, I've definitely had several authority figures tell me I have an attitude problem, so I guess it would be oh, something same. like that. Yeah, absolutely that. I've, I, I, I was doing too much back talk or something. I, yeah, I'm too mouthy. Be, I'd be banned. Yeah, they would just be like that. Ian kid, he doesn't shut up. Can't have him sleeps. on the trip. He's nice, but goddamn, he def- he won't fucking shut up. I'm gonna <laughs> kill this kid. He's just there doing a Bane impression in the room. Like what the fuck? That movie came out nine years ago. Nine. Nine years. Stop. Uh, yeah, it's like, should we just start doing everyone's individual plot? Because I can't remember when it's everything happens. It's all over the happens. place. I don't, so, I don't know. Wait, so if we're going forward, we have to mention the fact that she's able to get into the back of his van because she auditioned for Fast and the Furious 6. <laughs> yeah, she's an actress, and her mom is also an actress. That's like a thing about her character, apparently. And uh-huh. so like, she has a big part in trying to get into the Jason Mewes movie that is part of a subplot on this show for some reason. Like, uh, in a J yeah. and Silent Bob movie. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Fast and Furious 6 is the one where the only new female character I can think of is uh, played by Gina Carano. So that must be who that role went. Huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, chi- this child applied, but instead we got this MMA. <laughs> yeah, this child. The only, the only <laughs> new female character I can direction. think of. Beca- or I guess she could have been like, I don't know, I think... Uh, Rita Ora is one of the race girls at the start. Yeah, I was going to say racing race. girls. That's a big thing in that series, right? Be- because because of the way that, that that was worded about like her being in some other movie, I was thinking about the idea of like what if you had a character in a movie or a show who was being played by a person and something that was canonical was that instead of that actor playing all the roles that that actor has played, the character in your show was in all of the movies that that actor was in. But they weren't that actor. Steven, Steven, I think you're describing like sitcoms based on comedians where (laughs) where they have that career but aren't that person. But what if it was like a really big thing where it was like, okay, well, this is Brad Pitt is Brad playing Pitt. a guy named Charles Do- Dogman, and Charles Dogman <laughs> yes. was in of all course. of the Ocean's movies. Yeah, and he oh, was did you check out the anywhere near as famous as he is right now. <laughs> he, exact same guy, equal charisma, nope. equal <laughs> nope. charming equal and good appearance, looks, but nope. <laughs> His name was Charles Dogman. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that name, Stephen? You're just like, this is an interesting hypothetical I'm posing. Ready to go down this? His name was Charles Dogman. And then watching in your eyes as you knew it was gone, whatever point you were originally going to make had left your body, and now we were just going to talk about what a bracket. <laughs> and did you see that new Chuck and Dogman movie? I would Charles watch Dog- it. I, it sounds 95. like I would love Chuck Dogman Fuck movies. Fuck off. 
Like if you want, uh, I mean, are Chuck Dogman movies like is Chuck Dogman? <laughs> <laughs> this is like I can't imagine the Chuck Dogman, uh, you know, Academy Award tour. After, yeah. Like like the buildup that happened when Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just don't think Chuck Dogman no. would have had that. No, Chuck Dogman <laughs> is Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was like, Chuck Dog- Dogman movies would be like, I don't know, like Kenneth Lonergan to me or something. Yes. Like, that'd be his, <laughs> well, that's, his role. That's why you really have to stress it's Dogman. You can't <laughs> say Dogman. <laughs> you gotta really make it be like, that last guy's... You gotta have it be like, wait, his last name is Dogman? No, no, it's Dogman. Chuck Dogman? He's Jewish. He's an acclaimed playwright? Yeah. yeah. Are you anti-Semite? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What the fuck are we uh, talking about? Okay, I love... Okay, so, so they get in the guy's trunk, and they find yeah. he's got a snake there and a bunch of missing girl posters. Fucked and up! And they, they they get in, and he, he comes out, so they close the trunk, and they wind up going to his home. And I love, love, love this sequence where... So he leaves, he gets he goes to his house, they get out of the trunk. A guy just watches them get out of the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and then he's like, they cross and the moves street, on. rendering themselves invisible to the onlooker and then make a phone call to the police. Yes. That's how it works. That's how it works. The music the police in the scene made it seem like yeah. he was going to get into his car and then put the gas mask on his face from Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was expecting I was like there's no way that they hired a kids in the hall actor to play like a creepy pedophile but I'm ex- but I still was just like oh right they're gonna enter the house and there's gonna be moths everywhere and there's gonna be like a weird well in the basement and that's where the kids gonna Ministry's be playing Ministry's playing yeah, yeah they, they, he walks in hands him a business card and then does a ridiculous giggle like I do feel <laughs> that um uh, Scott Thompson could pull off the like <laughs> laugh that happens in that scene in uh, um, Silence, in Silence um, of the Lambs. Yeah, and then okay. the police investigate the guy, and they're like, "Nah, he was fine." And but like, we don't figure out why he's got just like missing girl posters everywhere. And yes, we do. While do this we? is also explained, yes, because he's oh. an they amateur gumshoe. So oh, he's an amateur detective. Which okay. so That's I would watch say. this show. So yeah, meanwhile. The other two plot lines are the mayor's daughter is falling in love with a guy uh, who's like in college, even though her his girlfriend is the one that's missing and she has a boyfriend. And also the other plot line is the kids keep pranking Maya uh, and like there's like ghosts and shit. And while this is all happening, we keep cutting back to uh, one of the cast members in, like, some really saturated shots as he sits there and talks directly at the camera. I guess the vlogs because he wants to become Tristan because he wants really it was like radioactivity, like exposing my raw brain directly (laughs) to radioactivity. Oh, the fits that he's wearing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. As he's just there looking directly at the camera and he's just like, you won't believe what happened next. XOXO yeah, gossip yeah. girl. I thought it was gonna I thought I, it reminded me of like, I don't know, like Are You Afraid of the Dark vibes? Like he's telling a fucking scary story, but yeah. in this daytime. He is, he's telling the scariest story of all. Are you afraid of the light? <laughs> <laughs> the scary story of how this one girl faked a kidnapping. <laughs> what once we got into uh, thriller Degrassi mode, I was bought in. That's that's when I was like, okay, of this course is fun. That's why I sent a message to the group and was like, I'm having a good time now. Matt, I need I need this prophecy to be fulfilled. On a one to five star 
ranking. On a zero to five star ranking, what would you give the finale? Zero to five stars. What would I give yeah, the finale? Yeah, and there's half stars. Is this there's just the last episode or the four, last four? Probably four out of five. Four? He went above my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So Ian and I both logged this on Letterboxd. And Ian, gave it a half, he, Ian gave it a half star, and his review is, I'm so annoyed with Travis right now. <laughs> and I was like, Matt's going to give this a 3.5. <laughs> four. A four is truly psychotic. One per episode. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's four stars, you know, for Manhattan, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> <laughs> Staten Island. Uh, so I did like. So there's the part where they're talking the uh, um, the not Emma character. I want to call this girl Emma because Emma's the blonde girl. Yeah. In the yeah. yeah. But at this point, Emma's probably got her own kid for all I fucking know. Yeah. Uh, Maya. Maya. Maya is, uh, she's talking with the kids because Gloria babysat them and they're talking about her. And, like, she's like, oh, you know, I mean, you guys really like her? And they're like, yeah, she's cool and she's nice and everyone loves her. She's great. Um, I think maybe, and then the kids are just like, maybe you're the asshole, basically. Like, maybe you're the bully. And knowing very little about this character, I was immediately like, those kids are right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this kids is tend the to classic- be right. About yeah, stuff this like is that. this is the Liz Lemon learning that she's actually the biggest bully at school. The ki- also like the girl of the two kids is really into Maya's lifeguard boyfriend Zig. Zig, Zig, uh, short of course for Zigbar, or uh, Brig before he became a nobody. Well, no, again, that's just before he became a member of Organization Thirteen. Nobody's done right. the rewrite. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, and Zig is like. You know what? I already forgot what I was going to say. What's it? It's like, I don't care. This plot is so stupid. <laughs> Why is this in a movie? This was your pick. <laughs> this was your choice. I was, I was blown away by how dumb this show is and how, like, how, how mundane it is. It was remarkable it's to me that, that this mundane. worked. A lot happens. This worked neither as a movie nor as four individual no. episodes. Of no, television. not at it all. It just had title <laughs> drops like it was TV. <laughs> It was so fucking Every, weird. It okay. was just being like, oh, God, I'm going to see this theme so many it's times. Just not, it's not quite right. It's, that's so, the vibe. I've, so this, seen the, I've now heard the Degrassi theme more than I've heard shows I actually have watched because I would I will skip the theme oftentimes. Yeah. <laughs> the horrible mom is manipulating Maya by being like, well, you know, you have to make sacrifices to make it in the music world. Which I thought was... I've um, known a lot of people like this. They're the yeah, fucking worst. I don't know. It would have been great I mean, if on her terrible. wall of awards there had been a couple Drake records, but there weren't. I looked. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, they get a uh, Logan or whatever his name is. I don't know. It's so weird that this show aired and Drake was on it for a while, mm-hmm. a long while, and then he went off and he has a whole music career, and it was still airing. Yeah, he was the biggest pop star on the planet. While this show was still on the air, yeah. and that didn't—that isn't what killed him. Yeah. What's the college guy's name? Logan. I think Logan is right. right. No, okay. Uh, I just—I just thought it was a Gilmore Girls thing that was. I was in my about head. to call him Oliver for some reason. Just had Oliver vibes. He looks—he's got Oliver. I want to say Mason. So the the conflict here is that Frankie has a boyfriend who's like this gamer loser guy. Uh, Winston. And she's seems like a nice guy. With, 
Logan who is scamming her. And I so like she that goes to didn't really get a resolution. They're... Like, it, it, she didn't resolve it with I Winston. <laughs> that kicked ass. The resolution yeah. is he broke up with her yeah. for emotionally cheating her ass. ass. Yeah. And for being for the, with a guy who's not who's better at trivia than him or something. Yeah, um, that's fair. Because he knew pet sound. And that's as somebody, I I understand that completely. The thing that I was really concerned about was the fact that her and her brother got five thousand dollars for Christmas. Five thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When well, it's I saw five thousand Canadian dollars too. <laughs> yeah, that gets you. That gets you. That gets you like two, you know, like PS Five games. <laughs> Can you imagine if if they had if uh, Claire and Miles? Is it who's the who's the tall guy that she goes on a date with on a boat? It's Zoe and Miles. I think. Yeah. Claire and Zoe and Miles. Can you imagine if they ended up in a thruple? What Tristan would have done? Ugh, that would have been so hard on him. Yeah. Because he was I so. I think Tristan and Miles, Miles did date before or something. It's like a thing on the. That or I, after we'll find maybe? out in Degrassi. Miles is by or something. Yeah. Um, so how does how does this piece together? I, I th- we left out the fact that the girl with the bad f- the bad tops and the <laughs> lesbian lady are gay. They fit together because they use their science skills from summer school to help solve the crime. They well, so what happens first is that. Maya sees Gloria. Great Gloria. Gloria. Grace in a in an astonishing leather hat, leather baseball cap. (laughs) Yes, looking like looking looking like an MCU character where they didn't want to clear the any any rights for any baseball team, so they just put on a blank hat on them. So uh, as she hides herself, and so she's just like, "Oh my God, it's Gloria! I have to save her." Okay, so here's my biggest question about this. So she, so she gets kidnapped too, and shoved in the same cage as Gloria. Now, yeah. if I was gonna run a scam where I quote unquote kidnapped my girlfriend to get to to get ten thousand dollars from the rich girl so that we could escape from her abusive parents, would I build a cage in the middle of a warehouse, or would I just like put her in a basement somewhere? How committed to the bit are you, Stephen? Why the cage? Why they have How to do the cage? Why the, the cage? <laughs> I would put her in Dilton Doily's apocalypse bunker in the middle of the woods. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, "Listen, we need the cage. It's not a kidnapping unless you got the cage." I don't think they needed to build a cage. <laughs> also, you know, I wouldn't store her at the location where she apparently shoots her videos. Yeah, that's which means a- there's a lease of some sort. Also, right? Yeah, she's a YouTuber. Uh, yeah. We might have forgotten to mention she does, that. She, or she does like hot tub Twitch streams or something. She's doing like she does uh, she's not doing, do hot tub <laughs> Twitch streams. She's she doing popsicles. <laughs> she's doing popsicles. She's in a bikini or YouTube thing. I don't know. She, she makes frozen treats. They go. Yeah. They, they go over that from her apartment with a view of the CN Tower in it. Um, oh my god! The fucking. Uh, homage to Black Dynamite was the only way that my brain could work. This <laughs> oh, man. The, kids, <laughs> the kids do all sit around and they're just like, listen, you can figure out the distance once you know the focal, once you know the specific lens that was used, because then we can uh, use that to figure out the, the focal length. And if we've got the image that's this tall and we know it's this big, that means that it was taken from this far away, which means that she was roughly 15.2 kilometers away. 
And, you know, Anaconda malt liquor gives you a little Richard. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they. Though it was a worse. I mean, I mean, it's unfair to say it was a worse version. Everything of that is scene worse because that scene that's is perfect. One of the greatest scenes yeah. in the history of cinema. Yeah, absolutely. You've got it's, it's up there with the Titanic <laughs> scenes, the likes of which you know we will echo in the halls of, of film forever. Uh, and instead, also, this is the part where I was like, so wait, all of these kids are friends? Yeah, yeah. Sort sort of, maybe they're they're being brought together by listen. Travis, the, I know the, that you, and it's remarkable to me this is the first this has come up. I know that you went to some weird hippie school where everyone, you know, like, knew each other forever, and there were only 17 of you, and you right, all, like, like held there weren't hands that many people, so you know who everyone is, because the entire high school is, like, 200 people. It's different with a public school, assuming that this In is a big a city. Yeah. 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 It's Stick Grassy Community School. We talked about people getting, like, districted to it in the first episode, I think. Uh, yeah, as they figure out where she is, and they're able to bust her out. Uh, or whatever, figure it well, out. Well, she, she has the... They just call uh, the cops. She has her plan first on how to escape, where she's going to hit him over the the kidnapper over <sighs> the head. Yeah. I was, like, hoping somebody would get stabbed. In hoping this would be a Landry Tyrus situation. Yeah. And just, like... <laughs> God forgive us. This is open. Yeah, there's, they thwart the kidnapping plot. Uh, so... They, I mean, the kid goes to juvie. Like, yeah. we're at the end of this. Uh, there's, it's the most, and then well, the kid goes to juvie, and and Tristan basically looks the screen dead in the eye, and he's just like, just wait till you see what happens. Come back when school starts, and I'm like, this is the finale. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. Yeah. But it isn't. It's the finale it's of the what's called Jurassic Exploration. Um, we get yeah we get we get the um, we get the one couple breaking up we get the the one girl realizing her bisexuality uh, or at least you know the uh, the fluid nature of her own sexuality uh, we get um, the producer offers Maya a job after Maya had told her that uh, she's a shitty parent and get and she got fired uh, and then the mom is like actually no you're right. So come work in my studio digitizing files in the con in the it, like in the context of a studio files are just files on a computer. So I don't know how they're digitizing them further, but she's doing it. It's actually like, you know, those things that the that like music boxes use where they read the notes off of the little bumps. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of producer that she is. Yeah. <laughs> I would say she could be digitizing. Know, she, could be di- she could be digitizing tapes. I don't know. Uh, I love that the series just kind of ends with a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Winston's like, fuck off. And then they play some music for the credits that sounds like Archie's music. <laughs> hey, hey, marry me, Archie. That's right. That's what you meant, right? Yeah. I meant the. I don't remember that band's name. Song. Always. All the ways. All, 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 all the ways. I just, before we close, I want to read the top three reviews on Letterboxd for this. Sure. Um, one is, every time I log something to Grassy on Letterboxd, this is so embarrassing. Uh, yes. Yeah. One person just going, Hunter voice, suck it, noob. <laughs> and then I think the most accurate one, it's awesome. I've never felt worse in my personal life, but this one is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's so now excellent. I just 
So I just have to hook up a car battery to either side of my temples <laughs> with jumper cables yeah. and watch Degrassi for eight hours. Yeah. Correct. Sorry, eight, eight days. days. How long can the human being uh, human being go without sleep before they die? Depends. Are you watching like, Degrassi and is there a car battery hooked up to your temples? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes and yes. Like, three to, like, honestly, like five days how many days can you go without sleep this is the part of the podcast where i read my google search aloud the longest recorded time without sleep is approximately that's different is approximately 264 hours or just over 11 consecutive days wow it's unclear exactly how long humans can survive without sleep after only three to four nights without sleep, you can start to hallucinate. So yes. halfway, so the back half of this show <laughs> is going to be a trip. I mean, I feel like this whole Quite show literally. is like, when we were talking about extremely mundane but very vivid dreams, like, a yeah. ago, like that's what the show feels like. Absolutely. Of like, why did, of like, why did I think of that? Like, why did someone write this as a TV show? Because not that much ever? happens in Canada. Right. They don't have real shit. Talk about it. that's why this and why Heartland are, are popular. I I hold this against Canada. I'm looking at the list of 17 stars you forgot on Degrassi: The Next Generation, and I think less of Stephen Amell, you know, TV's Arrow, and somebody who was on Pretty Little Liars, Shay Mitchell. How could mm. we forget that Kevin Smith was on there? Billy Ray Cyrus, I think Damn. less of. I don't know. Do you think less of Scott Thompson? Jordan Gavaris? Sure. Uh, People are always threatening. Or- Orphan Black. Ian? Natasha Bedingfield. Wow. Wow. Feel the rain Chaz Bono. I love you too. Pe- People are always uh, threatening to to move to Canada if America gets any worse, but like the next time you hear someone say that or you think that yourself, you know, pause and be like, do I want to move to the country to that produced to. Degrassi? Yes. Do you do you want to guess who guested on Degrassi to teach the character Paige a lesson about whether or not all press is good press? Uh, Gavin McInnes, famed Canadian journalist. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Travis! No, it was of course Perez Hilton. Ah, uh, <laughs> Christ! I I have nothing more to say about Degrassi. So okay, Fox appeared as herself. We have nothing more to say about Degrassi, but we always have more to say, including what we have to say about next week's pick. Steven, you got it, right? Oh, it's for me? Yeah. Yes, you are okay. next in the order. Uh, well, then, in that case, uh, based on something I said earlier, uh, we are going to watch Father Ted. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to have to talk about Graham Linehan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, well, who here knows the least about Father Ted? Probably not. All I know is, yeah. All right, 30 seconds (laughs) on the clock, starting (laughs) three, two, one, go. Um, It's a horror show on (laughs) HBO based on who picked it. The runtime for the two episodes is probably like four and a half hours. It's about the evils of the Catholic Church generally, um, but there's a weird supernatural element where if you have holy water flicked on you, okay. But. I might actually be off on what the time was. I only glanced up when I started, but who cares? Because you were so far off base. <laughs> I have no idea what <laughs> it come is. Back, 
Come back next week when we talk about a seminal Irish sitcom, or British Irish sitcom, <laughs> Father Ted. Great. A show that, since it's a British show, probably ran for 14 12-minute episodes yeah. over 17 just checked, seasons. There's three seasons, 25 Beautiful. minutes, and of course, it's written Oh, by... so it ran, it ran forever. Yeah, yeah watch as we... Watch as... Oh, boy. Watch as we deal with... Graham Linehan next week on As You Know, a podcast about things, but we're going to do a great job being very inclusive as opposed to Graham Linehan. Anyways, you know, it's, hey, you know, instead of talking about uh, suspended tr- uh, Twitter user Donald Trump, we're going to talk about a different suspended Twitter user next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Please remember to rate and review and follow and tell your friends about the show if you feel like it. You know, uh, you know. My new goal is to get those dudes that those dudes that rock uh, up in uh, Canada that every that that one person tried to make fun of today. Well, they'll never want to deal with us after we've insulted their. I know we gotta national product. There are good Canadians. They're the only Canadians I still have respect for. Those two dudes who rock. And that one person was like, fuck these, look at how pathetic it is, this person asking for friends. And then the entire internet was like, no, you're the person who sucks. Yeah. These cats are cool. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, thanks to us always to our producer, Matt Isiani, for his wonderful work week in, week out. Get him a Webby. Steven? Webby. Before, though, we can give Matt a Webby. You got to bring us home. And then you got to go to bed. Summer's hot. And so are you, but that doesn't give you the right to step all over my heart, my heart. I don't remember it being that much like a Cole Porter song. I have no idea what it sounded like. I just have the you lyrics You did that down. like it was like a Cole Porter song. It worked. No, the, it, you sang it more <laughs> melodically than she did. The way that she sang yeah. it was so good. Like, that doesn't give you the right. <laughs> Okay, goodbye.